That theme song means one of two things. Either you're opening a belt store in Landover Mall or it's Thursday and time for the Bill Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> I am Jamal, your host this week. Joined, of course, by my esteemed colleague, the cackling Two Chains and Damian Salty G, full of NACL. There he is. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. You? Hanging in there. You know, Black Lives Still Matter, or so I've been told. Damian, what's up, man? Black Lives Matter, and I'm still COVID-free since inception, so we're good. Hey, That's hey, a good place to start. Go ahead. Hey, Jamal, movie theaters opened up tonight. What's the likelihood that you'll oh, be in one? No. Um, well, I mean, honestly, honestly, no. Not going to do it. Don't want to do it. Couldn't make me. Uh, I They have the screens for, um, the, the screeners are, are online now. So why would I go to the theater and eat stale popcorn in Monster Gallery? Y'all know what y'all did. Actually, that joint might be done, by the way. I'm not surprised. I mean, honestly, (laughs) as much as I do love going to the movie theaters, and a quick aside, if you let me, uh, we need to make like a roll call. Who's left? (laughs) Because there's a lot of theater chains, and this is the unfortunate bit about the COVID-19 that people really aren't talking about, but it's not just the big, the small businesses that are being hurt, but the Mm -hmm. franchises are also being hurt, so... Um, if your local thing is still kicking, you know, show them a little love this weekend. Uh, hell, do it right now. Get a gift card. But um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of places that are. I'm getting a lot of uh, closing emails. Thank you for your mm-hmm. support. Emails mm-hmm. from, from small places around the country and franchisees around the country, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a sad time. But that doesn't stop the wrestling. The wrestling will go on. Vince McMahon, be damned. <laughs> and we have a lot of interesting things to talk about here on the Big Belt Wrestling Podcast this week. Um, we're going to talk about the PWI. Uh, they put out their list of their top 500 wrestlers. Uh, we're going to play a little Hello Cameo. Uh, we entered the Thunderdome and survived. Uh, we're going to you know, talk about what that first week looked like of the week at Thunderdome. But first, the world of sports kind of grinded to a halt, unless you're a hockey fan, because, oops. Um... <laughs> Players for the Milwaukee Bucks uh, and other and and around the NBA, their three playoff games were uh, postponed, not canceled. Um, other players have dropped out of you know uh, professional sporting events uh, in tennis um, and in WNBA. They canceled some of their games, uh, but the wrestling goes on. Given this, given the fact that you know more situations like what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And add that to the list of things that happen every single day of the week, whether it's get reported or not around the country and around the world. What do you think the ramifications to that are in wrestling? We've seen Big E and Kofi with their T-shirt. They kneeled mm-hmm. in the ring, Black Lives Matter, armband. Mm-hmm. Moose had Black Lives Matter, uh, rhinestone on his ass. Yeah, Willie Mack with his uh, gear. Yeah, Willie mm-hmm. Mack with his gear, Keith Lee with his gear. Um, so great that the Black wrestlers are shining a line uh, onto Black Lives Matter. And that's cool. That visibility is cool. Greater participation from the rest of the roster would be helpful. But we got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. But now that the Bucks have, in the NBA, have escalated them, uh, you know, what they can do. And they said flat out, we ain't playing. Quote, lock up the gym, turn off the lights. We're not, we're done for the day. Mm-hmm. Playoffs be damned. There are other mm-hmm. things more important than sports that we need to discuss Mm -hmm. so what would that look like in wrestling uh what would have to have what would happen 
if a wrestler, black or white, but let's just assume it's a black one, uh, actually said, got on on mic, whether it's an AEW or WWE or TNA or wherever, got on mic and said, Black Lives Matter. And until you guys realize that, I am done. And, and left. Mm-hmm. Full shoot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all, what do you think the reaction to that would be? And is it permissible in corporate wrestling the mm-hmm. way it's structured now? It's an amazing question. Oh, so, so the first thing is that um, you know, also to give a nod to Kenny the Jet Smith, who also walked off a set mm-hmm. uh, doing uh, their commentary session or, or and, and whatever, the after show, pre show, whatever it is. Um, in there was no, in, there was no after show. Yeah, there whatever, was no whatever, show. Their, their talk show, nonetheless, uh, yeah. and, and solidarity for the protests. Uh, so you're, you're definitely seeing it on different levels here. And I guess to ask the to answer the first question is like, what does it look like? Well, this is uncharted territories. This is literally nothing that we have ever seen before. So seeing such a movement as such is this kind of this it, it the world stopped. You know, like we talked on our, our, our pre meeting uh, before the show, like the world stopped here when that happened. So you know, for me witnessing it, I just I'm I'm just I'm shocked to seeing players who have been quiet for so long literally not holding back on any on any guns here. I mean, this is the NBA playoffs we're talking about here. And, you know, this is this is must-watch TV, all the programming, all of the advertisers and, and sponsorships all look forward to this moment. And they made a stance in saying that we're not playing. So what I think about, and not to mention, too, uh, I wish I could think of his name right now, but what's his, the, the, the guy from the... Um, from the NFL, one of the higher ups kind of comes out and makes a statement and he's just completely at tears and just completely emotional about it. And somebody at the highest caliber um, and, and position in the NFL to come out and feel that emotion just lets you know like how important this is. But also too, that reaction also tells you like how much conflict it is within the organization that even he can't get a grasp on the direction of where they're going to go in all of this. So when I think about wrestling, I definitely appreciate seeing, uh, you know, the, the black wrestlers uh, with their gear and gestures in support of solidarity of the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, when it comes down to the protest now, what does that look like? I, 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 I can't stress enough to see a wrestler come out and schedule for a match and completely decides to walk up out of it or never come out. And it's it's completely kayfabe. Like, you know, I. I I, I will hope I will hope that, you know, they get support from the locker rooms and others decide to do it. I, w- I almost want to see a show look like a show I've never seen before just because of the circumstances and because of how much the protest me. I mean, I can't stress enough. If there's anybody to do something like this, I, I can actually see Big Swole being one person to do this. And I think AEW's on tonight, right? Right now. I, I, okay, right. So I would not be surprised if somebody like the likes of Big Soul, who's been um, really an activist within the wrestling community in all of the world when it comes down to the Black Lives Matter movement and with her peers. So if there's anybody who's respected and, you know, definitely is likely to do such, it would be her. And I think that seeing her do that would definitely send a shockwave through other uh, promotions and doing so as well, but I would love to see if if if, if that's what somebody feels dear in their heart to to, to protest for wrestling to completely not show 
for a match. Mm-hmm. And if they even cut a backstage promo and it's completely, you know, out of character, I would I would I would be really high on whatever promotion allowed that person to have that platform as well, too. So do I want it to happen where a wrestler, black or white or Latin goes off or Asian goes off script and basically speaks from the heart? I love I'd love that. Is it going to happen in any of the promotions without say so from the higher ups? No, it's not going to happen because, number one, in the NBA, the players run that league and the league is made up predominantly of African-American players. The NFL is starting to listen now because most of their athletes or their higher up athletes are African-American. In wrestling, we don't have that. We don't have enough African-American wrestlers in the upper echelons of the companies to say, yeah, I got a few money, so you can find me right now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cut this promo. Go go off script. Like do the curtain call, just in relation to to Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I, I would love to see it. I think in WWE, the only people that have a chance to pull that off would be the New Day, and they would have to do it together. In AEW, I think Najir is right. I think James is right. Big Swole is the only one I think that would re- literally walk out there, not give two f's. But I feel like she has a good enough relationship with everybody in the back where she can have this conversation prior to it and they give her the okay. Yeah. On the flip side, can I see Vince McMahon making this into an angle oh, God. and making money off of it? Hells to the yes. And that's the sad part. Not to mention, too, if Big Swole was the one to do it, hopefully somebody like the likes of Brandy Rose completely sides with her um, and making sure that she has the proper support and even and even support her by her side and, and platform in order in doing so. Because, I mean, you're looking at somebody who is a member of the roster and you're looking at somebody who is a member of the staff, who is part of the, the, the foundation of AEW. So, you know, there, there's, there's definitely, you know, um, pieces and calibers of people that can do it. But will it happen? Who knows? I think you make an amazing point. But should it happen? Heck yeah. I want to see something different here. I want to see something I've never seen before in every sport and, this, and especially wrestling and the global attention that it gets, you know, why not them? You know? Yeah. I think the big thing about it is because of the lack of a union in the, mm. <clears throat> in the wrestling business, because it, you can be fired, you know, almost at will depending on your contract. Uh, because of morals clauses and a lot of these different things, a lot of these guys are working because they're working. And, and that, you know, obviously you do work because you want to get paid. You like your job. But when something else happens, you know, when, when other things happens, it's not like a, you know, I can't tomorrow. If I wanted to call out, I can just call out. There's a giant protest in D.C. tomorrow. Uh, and if I wanted to be a part of that, and because, you know, of the plague, I will, you know, respectfully decline the protest in public. But if I wanted to, I could call out. No problem. Wrestlers can't do that. Uh, it's not that easy to do that, um, to miss work, to miss time without things because of the nature of the business. OK, fine. But the idea of someone going rogue and speaking from the heart about issues, it would have to be a person of note. It would have to be a person that's too big to fire. It would have to be a Roman Reigns type. Mm-hmm. It would have to be a Seth Rollins type. But realistically, it should be. It should be a Randy Orton type. 
it should be maybe not necessarily Randy Orton himself, but a person at that level. Because but you, but you but, do bring up, you bring up a good point. New Randy Orton, shall I say, rehabilitated Randy Orton is, a good point. is likely to do something like this. I right. would definitely put him in my probable list of of of, of, of top tier uh, right. wrestlers to do to make a statement. But the, but the thing is, is that because of the nature of the wrestling business, how do you do that with it becoming seeming genuine? Since yeah. the nature of the game is smoke and weirdness, I mean, wrestling is literally a carnival sideshow. Yep, yep. That broke off. I so. How do you do that? And I think, you know, whether, and I think really, realistically, um, if they wanted to get ahead of it, it would take a Vince McMahon himself to hobble his ass down to the ring and say, the show is canceled because Black Lives Matter and you guys don't get it yet or something to that effect. And then they went off the air and aired like, you know, Fashion of Various 8. But for, um, for AEW, Tony Khan would have to come out there and do the same thing because I think that that's you know, what it is. Even the players, whether you're in playing for the NBA or you're playing for the WNBA or you're a, a talent on TV, you're just the cogs in the machine. We need the machinist, the ones that actually runs the show. AJ Styles is the face that runs the place. We need the person that owns the place <laughs> to come out and say what really needs to be said as they propel their country, uh, their company forward. Mm-hmm. If they, if that, the day that that happens is the day that, uh, would you like to buy some waterfront property in beautiful Arizona? <laughs> because I, I'm not sure if they're, if they're even there yet. And that's, that's kind of the thing that they don't really don't have, at least seemingly don't have that voice to do so. Right. Uh, what I don't need is Titus O'Neil to kind of to kind of make a wish promo and oh. and do that whole thing because that's kind of his his, his role. Right. right. Not that he shouldn't or that he wouldn't and, be hard for, but that's that's what Titus does. And you know what? To to kind of play the devil's advocate here. Now, say for instance, Titus O'Neil just shows up on SmackDown all of a sudden and he does one of these. Now we're gonna call spade a spade, and we know that's uh clearly an initiative. To to as the person who is their spoken black person for a lot of these type of things, so it, it comes off in genuine to me, and it comes off like you said. It seems like it's more in character, more in role. I this this, this protest, you know, although there needs to be conversations and 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 figures of doing such, you know, it should be not appointed to anybody. It should be allowed by anyone. And I hope and hopefully no one does, you know, take that route and appointing somebody to make a stance or make the protest or to have that segment to do so. But whoever wants to do it in the heart can do it. And then they're completely supportive because best believe no one told George Hill of your Milwaukee Bucks to come out and do that. And the owners even said they didn't even know until it happened. So that's that's the way that had to happen, though. Exactly. 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 And it and it and it and, you know, anybody who's not familiar with this is that. The game is getting ready to start, and they're like, "Hey, the Bucks aren't out on the court yet." And they was like, "Wait a minute, we're getting reports that the Raptors are also saying they're not coming out." And they said, "Come to find out, this is in protest." They came out, they got, they got, um, they got to speak to the press, and then they rolled out, and then yeah. the then they start cascading. It went from the next two NBA games, and then it went to baseball, one baseball game, then it went uh, to. Yeah. 
the other two baseball games, and then everything today, and then tennis was a was a factor. So yeah. like you know that's that's the kind of reaction of what a protest is is when you do something in support and it trickles down and more support all for the better good. And I, you know, if, if it came down to wrestling to see that, that, that would be amazing. I don't know what it looks like. I think you all bring up uh, amazing points, but if somebody was to do it, it, it would just be one of the most powerful things that ever had happened in the world of professional wrestling. I know this is not equal out at all, but it will be almost as moving as when Kofi won the title. It will be like, wow, that happened. You know, somebody made that decision for that to happen. Cool. But like this is like, oh, that person made that decision to do that. That's monumental in this sport. Right. Like it's a moment you won't forget. It's like, you know, uh, when when shot and MVP, the reaction to uh, Kofi winning, that that type of movement is in reaction is what you can expect from the the peers and, 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 and the peers and fans and all over. So like it, it's a it's, it's something that needs to happen. And, and you know. The other big thing is, if anybody's not quite understanding, well, what does the protest do? Because I've heard that question come out about when people make protests, it 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 does entitle all the sponsors, the head corporations, all the higher ups to make these calls to the governor, to the state, whatever it may be, to get something done. People who would usually be the ones who would just sit on a wad of money and just let the ripple effect happen. They're, it, these protests are forcing them in their hand to make action. So when you have the likes of, you know, people in AEW, whoever it may be, take a stand. Not that Tony Khan wouldn't probably be one to naturally do it, but then it will end up being Tony Khan saying, "Hey, you know, we we got to call the, we got to make a move. We got to, we we want this to all get back to normal. We need to make a statement to the state, the governor, about this. They need to bring justice about the situation. It even can trickle up to." TNT. And if it goes up to TNT, it may go up to Warner Media. And I mean, and this is just the effects that can happen. Not to mention that with the NBA being on these same networks, you best believe that conversations are happening within the higher ups about how do they make this happen. I mean, you could if you want to go deep into the NBA, the collective bargain had just been renewed to October, and it was a it was it was basically basically put in place for the players to play. And then the players who have the power, if they don't want to play, it's no doubt in my mind that they will get that fixed and whatever would to accommodate them because they know, like Damien said, the players run that sport. But that's the type of things that happen that never, ever happen when it comes down to what's happening in the world. So, like, it's it's a really, it's a really, uh, it's a really, I'm not going to say strange but it's, it's just a really uh, unconventional time in all the sports. And you're just seeing things like you're seeing like no other. And I just would just be head over heels to see something like that happen in professional wrestling. So we'll see. So yeah. can we put odds on that ever happening? What what would the odds be of that happening? Like 10 to 1, 20 to 1? Well, I mean, I mean, realistically, you know, and, and that's that's kind of so like over the past, let's just say since Rodney King. And that was 91, 92, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So thirty some thirty ish years ago, a little under thirty years ago, uh, the entire country, as it went viral before major internet came into play, before we even called it a thing, it was front page news, international news, where Rodney King got his ass beat by six or seven LA police officers doing a traffic stop, and the officers were subsequently acquitted. That was thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. 
these aren't the, these aren't new solutions. You know, these are old problems that we have. Mm-hmm. And that's just the shit that we have on videotape. So the idea is you, you got to know. I refuse to believe that anyone can truly feign ignorance of these social justice issues. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, 20 years later, uh, takes a silent knee on the bench, out of sight, out of mind, until he's out on television from the blimp cam. Oh, yo, what is he doing? Right. And and then that becomes a thing. And he was pushed out of the league and then blackballed ever since. And then now, some years later, you know, several dozen dead black people, unarmed black folks later, Roger Odell's like, you know what? My bad. We should have listened. Right. My, my bad. And you're welcome. So, I mean, so you got to know. You absolutely have to know. And, and, and part of the problem is it can't just be on the players. It's not incumbent on me or you two to fix racism. We are victims of it. Who are the perpetrators? Mm-hmm. Whoever they are, the idea, it's incumbent on them to fix it. It's incumbent on them and their system to fix that shit. So mm-hmm. who, you know, it's not up to, you know, Giannis and, you know, Brogdon and, and the rest of the players on, on, on all the teams to get the word out. It, it really should be the front offices of these people. Robert Kraft should be holding meetings with the governor of Massachusetts. Like, yo, mm-hmm. the Patriots are a religion in your state. Talk to your police. Get this shit fixed. Because if this shit happens in Boston again and it makes the news, we don't play. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine if, as considering how much of a religion football is in parts of the country, could you imagine in Al- in Auburn, Alabama, if the mm-hmm. mayor said we're banning football games mm-hmm. if the police don't act right? Mm-hmm. And look, I, get done. I won't be surprised if teams start moving soon. That's yeah. the ultimate yeah. power moves where people's like, you know what? Y'all can't right. get this fist in this state. Cool, we'll be out. <laughs> Not a problem. You right. know, a funny thing that I didn't know anything about was today I found out that in 1959, Elgin Baylor actually protested a game uh, that was in West Virginia because of um, uh, because of racism within there. So three, him and two other black players decided they weren't going to play. And he also made a statement of saying like, hey, you know, I'm not no cage animal. You're not going to just let me out whenever you want me and, and put me back in when you don't. He said, so I'm just not going to play. We're talking about Elgin, Blair, one of, Elgin Baylor, one of the best basketball players of all time. Mm-hmm. And considering this happened at, I don't know, 1959, I can't do the math right now, but I know that's over 50 years, and players are still doing the same thing. How, well, far, how far have we come as a country? Well, well that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different conversation for, for a different day as far as the actual progress that has been made because <laughs> history will show that some progress has been made in some ways. The fact that the players are able to do yeah. what they did yesterday it, and, and not be fired for it and not just be shit can and blackballed and run out of town it is something that may not have happened 20, 30 years ago when yeah. something mm-hmm. when something like that happened. So that is progress in, in one regard, but also, of course, well, we have so much further to go. Mm-hmm. And now that we have we have gone from some rumblings where a cap or a Kaepernick, you know, kneeled by himself to Roger Godell actually talking to him. No, 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 we're not going to give you a job, but we're sorry and you're welcome. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, 
it's not the progress that we want, but baby steps are being taken. So mm -hmm. I, I just hope that if there is someone in wrestling in particular, because this is a wrestling podcast, and they don't feel that they have that outlet, uh, hit us up. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I think that that's another thing that, you know, people should do and can do. It, it doesn't take a lot to do a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope that obviously you got to hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, this thing will continue on and evolve and progress as mm -hmm. things do over time. So let's move on really quickly to something that's a little bit more in the spirit of wrestling. Uh, more racism. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> no, this isn't the 80s. No, no, no. Um, the Thunderdome. It happened. We survived it. Yes, we did. Uh, what do you guys think of the Thunderdome? And, 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 and let's just start with the good. Let's just, let's actually not the good. Let's just start with the surface, mm -hmm. the, the set mm -hmm. design, the design of the in-ring area, the pyro emanating from the stands, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, the actual use of the giant reflective fan that they have in the interior of the dome over the ring. Uh, mm -hmm. Did it do what you needed to do to fill that space to make it look a little bit more lively? Mm -hmm. Or does WWE just nothing really replaces live fans? I don't want to go too much into last week's conversation, but this is exactly what needed to be done when you're okay. talking about putting on a presentation that is stellar to whatever the event's going to be. So the corner of the Thunderdome, so it better bring the thunder. I know it's kind of cliche, but whatever. But it, it needed to have a look and feel like something exciting and over the top was happening, and they executed that on all that was the pyro, the lights, uh, the, the, the lasers. It all comes together. That would just be uh, absolutely amazing to be in witness of in person. Obviously, they wouldn't be able to do so because of hazards with lasers and stuff like that. But nonetheless, it comes together and it's my and it's really nice and it just makes the present so much more better than what we've been getting the last few months. So on that note, yes. As far as and we're still on, you know, on the surface level, as far as the fan interaction, it is cool mm -hmm. because it gets people invested. Um, the technology involved with it is pretty cool. Uh, the way how they show them at times and they don't show them, I think that's cool. The, the trans the transitions between that instead of just always having them on. Uh, when they do have the panning shots, that's cool. Obviously, you can't get natural reactions from people because camera to that like. doesn't quite work good. But overall, for what I think they want to accomplish here, I think it's a success. They want to get fans involved. And it does get your picture up there. It does get you invested into the show because now you feel like you're a part of the show. So good. And ultimately, you get a more of a spectacle because it is residency at the Anway Center. So Thunderdome execution is a A-minus to me. I think mm. everything that they need to do. As, as far as what we just came from at the Performance Center to this. <laughs> so I, I, I'll say this. If they started out in a thunder thunderdome situation, and we're looking at two from then to now, of what they probably would have changed, no one would could be be complaining about 
the lack of fans like they were for beforehand. This just works. This I think this is a smooth transaction of the lack of fans in there. And to this point now, who knows where they would have been at. So, again, for the execution from from uh, the performance center to here, A- minus for me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fully in agreement. The, the way I look at it is the best way you can make it a fan experience, getting them invested, is by giving them this sort of access. Uh, I thought the setup was was really well done. We, we said we wanted a majestic feeling with Thunderdome. Or, or as I referenced a few episodes back, the WMAC Masters feel. That's what that's what I got from it. I got as if I was watching the Mortal Kombat tournament or the Kumite. Uh, I feel as if that's kind of what the fans can bring currently. Going forward, I would like to see if it's going to be a paid access, mm-hmm. uh, almost like selling tickets. Because I know AEW started the bubble thing today or the pod thing today. And it's, it's only a matter of time before Thunderdome becomes Thunderpod. And, and I'm interested to see in how they can monetize that. Because I know with the NBA, it's a selective list. It's not just everybody and their mama trying to get in. It's selected people by the NBA and, and like inner circle fandom and such. So maybe WWE charges a fan service fee of, hey, if you pay like an AEW heels thing, you pay like 50 bucks a month, you can be on every event you know, for, for the entire event. And you'll have the dude who sits in the front row with the long hair at every show. (laughs) You know, you'll have all the regular NXT folk at Thunderdome, you know, in their usual spots. But the presentation I thought was really well done. And I'm going to be nice here and not bring up the the negative because I'm sure we'll get to that eventually. But from what I was expecting to what I got, I'll say pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So I um, so we'll get to the other side of the coin in a second, but because that is something that has to be uh, talked about. Mm-hmm. But overall, I give it a solid B minus. It's not that the Thunder Dome itself and its look and aesthetic wasn't great. There were obviously some hiccups with the fans itself, not the content. We'll cover that in a bit, but the actual latency. There were some double fans that were still able to be seen in a couple places. There were some black screens that were able to be seen in a couple places. Um, And also the camera's focus because Kevin Dunn uh, has, you know, had a stroke uh, when he's behind the uh, pilot control board. Um, You know, focusing in and out, the the background becomes a distraction. Yeah, I actually can talk about getting in too when you get a second. I can talk about the whole, that aspect when you're done. All right, cool. So, yeah, so that whole, you know, thing, uh, is it, it, it was really kind of distraction, distracting to see, uh, you know, the audience phase in and out because Kevin Dunn is uh, insane uh, when he directs the show. So that part of it was kind of, it needs to be worked on. And then, of course, not everybody's streaming at 720p or greater. Not everybody has the latency uh, or the or the bandwidth where they can, you know, look at a thing. So, and, and, and I think this is the biggest thing. These are people's natural reactions. That's how people look when they're watching TV. They look like, <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Oh, yeah, that, that thing <laughs> happened. You're not mm-hmm. going to have a massive pop unless, unless Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard hits a, a miracle shot. Yeah. You know, at the end of the game. Or... Edge comes back and it's a surprise, or Matt Hardy comes back and it's a surprise. That's a once in a in, in a show. That's a once a show thing. That's a WrestleMania moment. Yeah. 
Are you going to have that kind of reaction for Apollo Crews versus anyone else? Yeah, in an all wrestling match. Of course you are. Yeah, right. well, of course. What are they waiting for? Yeah, so that that's kind of a thing. And I think that if you want the crowd to react, they're more than likely going to react, you know, differently in person because they're with their friends. They had a few beers. They're, you know, with some kids that are screaming and all this other stuff. And of course, the wrestlers are calling to you physically. Um, you lose that when you're watching it basically on TV. So that's why it's a solid B plus. The setup was great. WWE again, innovative as all hell as far as getting it, uh, you know, together. But there's something that's lost in the translation between the wrestling fan and the fan experience. It is not the same. It has to be live, mm-hmm. and it will be interesting to see because I'm not watching it now. Uh, what AEW will do with their smattering of fans. You know, 10% of 5,000 is still some asses in the seats. That's 500 people. That's going to be enough to make some noise. Um, Will 500 people be enough to change the perspective of the Thunderdome? And considering that the Amway Center is three times bigger than Daly's Place, if you got 1,500 people in there, imagine what that sounds like. Well, it, it won't matter because the hard cam side never shows, and that's where people will probably be at. And then those digital boards will still be there because that's part of the the whole um, the whole aesthetics of the arena. So uh, it's not going to make a difference. You you will get probably loud uh, live sound study that buzzed in sound that they had. That's this horrible, actually. Yeah, uh, that was but bad. I don't I don't think nothing changes besides they're getting authentic soundboard instead of the one that they're using. But but. What I was going to say was like, so being a part of the Thunderdome for SmackDown last week, um, I I stayed the entire time. Obviously, I listened and followed the directions. And, you know, they wanted you to have WWE gear on, if possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the little outline pretty much gave like my head all the way to like right here on my neck. So my shirt didn't even matter because I stayed within the parameter of it. And I, 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 they had to adjust that because I was wondering when I was watching Raw, I was like, well, you're seeing everybody's full body. I'm not understanding if, you know, either they changed that or it was just, I was just being compliant, whoever, whatever it may be. But I would say it's a little annoying because you're looking at it on your computer, you're looking at it on your TV, um, watching double screen because there's two different things happening. There is some lag to it without what a doubt. Is, what, yeah, what's the delay between TV and what you were seeing? Uh, five to six seconds. I think. That's about right. I, I, I think it will be the yeah. It's yeah. about the same as us recording, and if you're watching live, then you know it's like a smart, slight second delay. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not watching my feed while I'm recording. You know what I mean? And that's what they want you to do. They want you to watch the experience and watch it on TV, and it's just like, oh. And I, I don't. I mean, unless you're Jamal. No one's computer screen is bigger than their TV, so it's like I'm more focused on the TV. First of all, my my computer screen is not bigger than my TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that forty whatever inch you got on your monitor, nonetheless. But like, my eyes automatically gravitate to the bigger screen, and so you know it, it messes up the whole what they're looking for and what you're going to give, and it, it just gets a little bit annoying after a while, you know. But to each his own. Some people look like they were having fun with it. It's not something I want to do every week. I probably would be interested in doing it in probably like a month again just to see what's changed. But it's nothing that I'm like, hey, each and every week, I need to be in a Thunderdome. But good for them for trying this out. I'm not mad at that yeah. at all. But 
you which know. is why I, I think that they should sell, you know, a block of tickets. I mean, yeah. if you are that type of fan that is WWE hardcore and you're going to do WWE anything, then says jump, you say how high and how much does it cost? Then for $50 times three shows, we'll give you access to either Raw or SmackDown um, or maybe both if you're willing to pay double. And I think that obviously they can make it, you know, you know, 150 bucks, 300 bucks. If you're willing to spend $300, you damn right you want to show up every week for, <laughs> you know, for a thing, for Raw and SmackDown. And yeah. for those guys, they don't need to get 2,000 people. They only need to get 50. Yeah. Because in the Thunderdome, they actually rotated the, the feeds around. So some people were showing up on the left to stage left. Some people were showing up stage right. Uh, some people, well, obviously they got booted and they had to fill in that space. So, you know, well, you were able to be seen for multiple yeah, levels. And I forgot about that really quick, the booting thing. So I, when I got in the first time, I accidentally kicked out, and it didn't allow me to come back in. It was like, oh, you blew What'd your What'd you do, up. 2 Chames? What'd you do? I mean, literally, I wasn't doing any of the foolishness that any of these fools were doing. KKK, um, Chris Benoit with a cameo, by the way. Literally. Uh, uh, what, what else were people doing? Uh, execution? I'll be like, heading, what are people, yes. Yeah, what are people doing? Yeah, but no, I, I, saw, I, I saw a stuffed teddy bear, so I'm glad I missed most of that. Sonic, you made it. Sonic oh. was there. It was a yeah. It, it was it was uh. It definitely was looking like Smash Brothers. Uh, the the black market edition. Um, but no, I, I I was trying to authenticate, and I don't know why. What made no? I know why I clicked out. I got in early, and I was like, all right, cool. That was easy. And it said, we'll save your settings, like my camera and stuff settings. I was like, that's easy. I'll come back because when that's the thing. When you come on, your camera settings are set, so your camera's on. So I'm like, oh, I'm about to get up. And, uh, you know. I hope I everybody's like, wearing pants. Exactly. That's exactly it. So I was just like, all right, well, we'll cut the camera off. And I come back. And I try to come back in. It's like, no. So I was like, oh, that's BS. And I kept trying and trying. And I eventually got back in. So I don't know if there's some cookie or some type of catch that's going on there that's keeping the store information, whatever it may be. But maybe that's part of the duplication issue that's going on here. The ignorance is the ignorance. They have got to figure that out. And... I know you were against it. I'm against it. But if they got to do something with IP addresses to figure out who these idiots are doing something with. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, so the real short answer to that is that's not going to happen. But then again, I I think that you're not going to be able to weed out the uh, miscreants by just saying that, hey, uh, you can't do this. Well, we're going to log your IP address. Okay, I'll get a VPN. Or I'll do something else. I mean, you give me a 50-foot wall, I'll show you a 51-foot ladder. Um, so it, it is what it is, which is why I think that you should test the metal of those that want to participate and make them pay. And it's unfortunate that you have to do that because there, there are some diehard WWE fans that live, sleep, eat, breathe the product, and they are broke. Flat yep. damn broke. Oops. Yeah. But And, and unfortunately, you know they, they may miss out. But then again... Donate that shit. Donate it to a boys and girls club. Donate it to a make wish. Call Titus. I'm sure Titus knows some sick kids in need. Uh, you know, <laughs> Poor you know, Titus. You know, donate it to, to the thing. Have the military do it. Have um, you know first responders uh, do it or something like that. Um, what about Susan G. Komen? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Planet <laughs> Parenthood would probably be up there instead of Susan G. Komen, but um, but no, but they can do tribute to the troops that way. Yeah. Sure that. Let's so, do some cameo. Let's do some yeah, cameo. Yeah, so, uh, uh, who's driving the bus here? Maybe you. 
Uh, my bad. Okay, you calm down. <laughs> um, so, the, so the bottom line is, is that, yeah, WWE needs to weed that stuff out. I don't know how they do it without setting up some monetary restrictions. Yeah, or or happen to now employ somebody to to monitor it. Now the the the, the rules made it seem very specific that if they catch you, then that's a wrap. That's yeah. a wrap. Didn't seem like a wrap to me because I witnessed a whole execution on there. Uh, well, how long does it take to make a new account? So but, yeah, they 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 have got to get the authentication factor fixed. That's what it yeah. needs to be. You know, don't go IP address. But just do something, you know, whether if it's reading a proxy from where you're first opening the email from or something, they have yeah. got to fix that out, you know. And then you yeah. can grab browser information, which is deemed ethical without going with an IP address. So they, they got to weave something out here. Right. So, and, and we'll, we'll see how that evolves in the near future. So Cameo, um, if, you've, if you've heard of it, have you used it? Uh, it is a service where basically you can reach out to your beloved celebrities and have them shout you out or break up with your girlfriend or say a prayer for your dog or whatever you need them to do just keep it respectful but the or concept, shoot shot or shoot your shot god damn it that's only you but it does come at a cost and in hollow cameo we're going to we're going to take a person this time it's apollo cruz and we're going to judge guess on how much he is uh, charging, of course, and then whether or not he is higher, charging more or less or higher or lower than WWE broadcaster Tom Phillips. Even? <laughs> is there a push? No, there is not. I feel like Marcellus, like, is there a push? Uh, wow. I'm going to say higher than Tom Phillips. Definitely going to say lower than Tom Phillips. Yeah, because, you know, Apollo Crews is the Tom Phillips of the WWE roster, but he is definitely charging more than uh, Tom Phillips. But is Apollo Crews charging more than Mr. Murder Death Kill himself, Nick Gage? Yes. (laughs) I would assume that Gage's, like, insurance would probably force him to charge more. Nick Gage (laughs) is a movie star now. He's in a David Arquette documentary obviously right. murdering david arquette uh but nonetheless he's a movie star he's definitely charging more than apollo Cruz. <laughs> i'm not um, even halfway serious but still <laughs> well no i mean that's a, there's a truth to that but nick cage and tom phillips are charging the same price of 25 dollars a steal yeah a steal <laughs> could you imagine nick cage Hey, Nick Gage, I need you to put me on with this girl, please. Could you ask her out? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I got you, bro. <laughs> that, actually, that actually may be the move to make. Uh, <clears throat> Apollo Crews, is he charging more or less than Vince Russo? Less. <laughs> I don't even want to know if Vince Russo is charging, to be honest. <laughs> I don't even. But anyway, there are those that are desperate to talk to Vince Russo. Yes, there are. Yeah. That one guy that's time hasn't uh, time traveled from uh, 2001 is still waiting to talk to Vince Russo, but at 50 bucks, he's charging less than a Apollo Cruz. Wow! So JD from New York pays 50 bucks a day to talk to Vince Russo, huh? <laughs> a steal, an absolute steal. MVP. More, more, <laughs> more. Just more. for the gimmick, more. more. Just more. <laughs> If you said more, you'd be wrong. 
Apologies wow. is charging more than MVP. MVP charges $105. Oh, damn. I wish, I mean, if MVP was to steal, I'd be all over that. New Jack. Oh, <laughs> now, I would have to go incognito mode if I were to talk to New Jack because I do believe that shit would be wiretapped. But <laughs> is New Jack charging more or less than Apollo Crews? Yo, how much would it cost to get New Jack to cut a promo on Nick Gage? Well, I mean, he's done three. Uh, he's done five, actually. But the top three that I see, um, I'm scared. I'm very scared. And there, you know, one is an announcement, one and two are birthday celebrations. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, he's given <laughs> he's given a, a pep talk. Um, oh, pep talk! <laughs> New Jack giving pep talks in 2020. Yeah, uh, I mean, okay. I, honestly, please be less for the sake of our interests. We may have business here. I mean, well, okay. I'll get to that in a second, but look at this screen. Uh, let's get this on the screen for you all real quick. That's New Jack. <laughs> that last one, though. <laughs> and that's a birthday celebration. Oh. <laughs> and for $65, that could be you. He could be speaking to you. But still, he is New Jack is charging way less than Apollo Crews. I mean, sixty-five for New Jack to scare every single bully or child in the world. Yeah, I think that's that that would work. Sixty-five dollars <laughs> worth, well worth it. Um, yeah, that's, hey. that's absolutely hey. bananas. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just imagine you go on like a Zoom call and the first person you see is New Jack wishing you a happy birthday. Just imagine that. Imagine chat roulette with New Jack. <laughs> oh. You know, I, I was going to do a couple of them, but honestly, New Jack was too good, so I'm going to call it there. Apollo Cruz is charging $125. Eh, okay. It's all that's, right. I mean, that to be honest, that's what meet and greet price, so. Yeah. You think Apollo Cruz is getting buck twenty-five at a meet and greet? I don't see Apollo Crews so, walking out. I with, think WWE is charging a twenty-one twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a champion, so he's got to be looking at it that way. It's like, hey, look, if you're not gonna, you know, hit up that, he got that virtual Skype thing, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll come up with my own thing. So good for him. Hundred twenty-five for a champion, nonetheless. Cool. But for one twenty-five, honestly, five more dollars, you can get New Jack twice. <laughs> I don't think no one's getting New Jack more than once. Without oh, him, well. show, without him showing up, <laughs> it's it's but, like a singing telegram with New Jack. Just imagine you sending him to your worst enemy, like through an email <laughs> invitation. I'm oh, so, God. I'm sorry. The only way I'm I'm paying for New Jack is is if he cuts a promo with another wrestler. I will be the person who who made an independent match happen. Like yo, New Jack cut one on Nick Gage. <laughs> did, you, did you hear that? That would yeah, that'd be crazy. Or new yeah. new Jack wants David Arquette. <laughs> Absolutely nuts, but that's Hilo cameo for this week. So before <laughs> we get to the news, uh, let's do uh, one uh, quick thing: the PWI top five hundred. Mm-hmm. Now I have the top twenty-five, and obviously for all things in sports or list or competition mm-hmm. or measurements of twenty twenty, it's going to have a big fat asterisk next to it because COVID was the real winner this year. 
Mm-hmm. At number one, for sure. Number one on everybody's <laughs> list. <laughs> so uh, they this period is from July 1st, 2019 through June 20th uh, this year. And uh, their criterion for rankings include one loss record, technical ability, influence of the sport, success at the highest grade of competition, diverse of competition, and activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, Seth Rollins was number one. Uh, which, you know, it's a list, so it's debatable. But Seth Rollins was number one. Wow. Uh, so I'm going to go through a couple of, of the ones from twenty from wait, top 25. Wait, wait, before you do that, I thought they were in- implementing women being on the top 500 now. They they are. It's just one list this year, apparently. Um, and so, none of them are in the top 25. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, please read off as many as you want right here. <laughs> Already yeah. discrepancy on that note. <laughs> yep. Well, right. So, uh, yeah, and it says uh, women have been included in this year's list. Kylie Ray has landed at 78. Somehow. <laughs> Tessa at 883. Somehow. And several other women's... Wait, Tessa's 83 based on the year she had last year? Like, Okay. I mean... Not a fan, right. but right. It, it is what it is. Uh, several other women were included in the ranking, but you can obviously see that in the magazine. So number 25, Walter. Cool. Top 25 yeah. for Walter. No okay. arguments against that. 22, MJF. I don't think he's top 25. Me either. You know, I, I think he's, you know, a good promo. I don't think he's a good wrestler. So I don't see how that balances out to a top 25. I mean, Number I, nine, what's, the, what's the dates again? Uh, between July 1 of last year and June 30th of this year. Okay, mm-hmm. so he was all AEW, so it has nothing to do with MLW or anything Maybe else. Maybe some tail-end MLW stuff, but I could be wrong with that date yeah, from last tail year. End. Yeah, tail well, end. then yeah. I'm, still, I'm still not. Keep but going. Still, well, I, I still can't think of a time where, like, the internet went, yo, did you see this Maxwell Friedman match? <laughs> Have you ever heard of a time where someone said, have you seen an MJF match and not just the promo? Right. Point me to those tweets. Mm-hmm. Leave those in the comments below. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, number 19, Braun Strowman. Uh, I don't see Braun as a top 20 over the last 365 days. If you say the year span, what you said, Braun had a good one-fourth of that in, 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 in respect. I mean, I, I, well, that does not warrant 20 uh, um, before 25 for me. Keep keep going. No. Yeah, Brock um, is up there. Okay. Number number 18 is Roosh. Number 17 is Kota Ibushi. Fair enough. I, yeah. I mean, I, I'll give you that. Honestly, I would have probably said Bandito over Roosh, but mm-hmm. he's not in the top 25. Bandito got to be in the top 30. Got to. Well, he has to be I mean, right yeah, under this. <laughs> I, I, would, I would hope so. I would hope so. He had, he had a pretty big, big breakout year for mm-hmm. uh, at least Ring of Honor in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. You know, pretty good. Uh, number number 14. Oh, my God. No, no, actually, I'm sorry. Number 16 is Bray Wyatt. Okay. I thought that okay. he would have been higher. But then again, Hell in a Cell happened. <laughs> Keep going, please. <laughs> Keep uh, going. <laughs> number, number number fifteen, Nick Aldis. You really hate good Nick Aldis carry NWA, which also was getting ready to carry all of professional wrestling with which, this style which of wrestling is weird for a while. Because Nick Aldis 
and and you know the, the ten pounds of gold and all that stuff, and him carrying NWA. I honestly thought that Tim Storm was just was right there with him. Yep. For what that product gives you. Yeah, I'm trying to. The time frame is throwing me off. I would. I definitely could see that if I can just remember the time frame of when he started. But when yeah. Nick Aldis was the champion, but Aldis versus always, Storm was the, was the hottest thing going in that. In I, that brand, I think that might have been before this. Is what I'm thinking because this Nick, this period is the Nick. Well, this was, this was their first episodes of Power, which I think was in like October of last year. Yeah, that was in like back when Cornette was on Power. Mm. I got, but either way, either way, I still would make an argument with Nick Aldis being within this this realm because oh yeah, definitely what he He's did with Aldrich with Cody yeah. and um and uh you know and, and some of the other people like it. It brought a lot of relevance to him, to the the, the championship and NWA. Like uh, Nick Aldis is the NWA four star, yeah, yeah. and for him to be top fifteen, I would I, I can make a case for top ten, but top fifteen is fine. Where uh, the hell was he last year? Is the question, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Right, uh, Roman Reigns is fourteen, and I'm I'm not sure how that would be. My personal biases aside, I don't remember him really wrestling that much last year. Because and he definitely missed a lot of this year. Yeah, I mean it's Roman Reigns, so I'm not even going to try to think too hard about it. But you know, if it's WWE's happening, Roman Reigns is somewhere near the top. He did stop pre-COVID, so we're looking at April, March, April time. So yeah. that's pretty fair. That still put him at about 75 percent at, at, at his rate. You know, because if you're going to make that argument, I mean, two above him is Brock, who was here the entire time, but. His frequency of matches, if they calculate that, I forget. You know, it doesn't compare to what Roman Reigns is doing. Well, but they're, they're significant not, they're, to the sports are right there that, with each other. It's not just that, but it's also the persons that they wrestled. It's not like Brock, Brock was doing squash matches. He, yeah. Every match that he was in was in a marquee match. Profile. Yeah, it was a high profile, no matter yeah. which one he was in. Um, between Roman and, and Brock is Kenny Omega, which is interesting because I think that he probably would have had a top 10 year. I don't like his booking, and as a person that doesn't watch New Japan, I'm not a mark for Omega, but I do think that when you talk about AEW's best matches, Omega's in the picture. Yeah. Okay. Not um, the question. Or, or at least, you know, since Dynamite has been happening, um, Omega's definitely in the picture of AEW's best matches, and Revolution in February was bananas right, look, uh, with, when, that, with the tag match. So the same thing you say, MJF, when you talk about AEW's best matches, you easily can say, oh, that Omega and Joey Janela match. Which yeah. was the first oh, one on dark. It was on dark. Yeah, yeah that exactly. was that was nuts. <laughs> yeah, the, their tag match that they had, excellent. Yeah. So yeah, you know, um, yeah. So uh, let's run through the the rest uh, really quickly. Uh, Keith Lee at number eleven. We'll see where he ends up next year. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, AJ Styles is ten. Boo. Um, Kofi at nine. Interesting. Uh, I'm not. I mean, obviously the championship run helps. But eh, kind of really hasn't done anything since he lost the belt. Uh, Seth Rollins is eight. Um, no complaints there. Cody Rhodes is seven. Thought he would be in the top five because he's definitely had some standout moments in AEW since Dynamite's happened last October. Um, Kazuchika Okada is number six. Okay, fine. Uh, Naito uh, at five. Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. four. No arguments there. Jericho mm-hmm. number three. I'm not going to say he should be three. I can make a case for top five. Yeah. Because Jericho got AEW off the ground Made from it must the start watch. of Dynamite. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And whether that, like, the, 
from the culture, you know, Moxley may be the champion now, but it was Jericho versus Her- uh, Adam Page. And if people and people said that Page should have won because we need to push younger talent. I don't see AEW in the same position with Adam Page as their first champion than Jericho. Um, and, you know, and, and that's I think that puts him in that top five position. And even still, every time he comes up with something, if he's not hitting it's it out of the park, he's hitting the triple. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so Jericho's definitely top five. They put him in top three. Adam Cole, baby, please say the baby, is number two. Um, huh. Sure. I mean, if there, if there wasn't a belt in NXT, he didn't win, except the women's. And he probably should have won that one, too. Um, <laughs> and John Moxley is number one. No. Fucking no. <laughs> now, there's no argument there. Uh, Adam Cole, for sure. For sure, for sure. I mean, I mean, if if you're going to take the top ten, uh, Styles, Kingston, Rollins, Cody, Okada, Naito, McIntyre, Jericho, Cole, Moxley, right? One of these things are not like the other. Yeah, I mean, I I move Cole up to one, Jericho to two, Naito to three. Uh, I don't see how Moxley makes the top fifty. I put Cody. What number one more? I put Cody. Are they taking his? Are they taking Moxley's New Japan run into account here? Because I can see that's why that's he's assume, in the number one. Can I ask you a question? So. Can I ask you a question? Are you yeah. taking Moxley's New Japan run to consideration? Okay. <laughs> Counterpoint. <laughs> that was brought to my attention that Moxley actually went to New Japan. <laughs> Just going to say because uh, as far as I'm concerned, there was a uh, there was a uh, issues with uh, events not happening. Thus, some of these defenses that were supposed to happen never happened. These matches never, never happened. happened. The, 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 the attention and spectacle of New Japan in America never transpired to a thing. Right. I wonder why. Shouldn't your champion make that event? Must watch. Don't well, recall anybody saying, gotta watch that. So, so here's the thing. Uh, for me, as a person that absolutely thinks Moxley is the drizzling shits, I don't see how he makes the top 50. Like, just flat out. I, I don't think that he's a must-see wrestler. He's not my style of wrestling. Um, I don't think his character is anything, really. Um, and I don't I don't think he's a good promo. I think they... I don't know why people like him. Like, that's the thing. I, I can understand why people like MJF. I still think he's a shit wrestler and a good promo. That makes him a C-plus uh, wrestler as a character as a whole. Moxley's neither. He's neither engaging nor a good wrestler in the AEW's booking is, is suspect. And I did see a, a Moxley match in New Japan versus Naito. It was, it was, yeah, it was like 30 oh, oh, well, no. He had that match with um, Suzuki. Suzuki, yeah. Oh, oh that, yeah. Yeah, now that was, that, was, that was dope. But it was not. It was fucking boring. <laughs> and, not, and, and it's and it's thing. I would have been mad if I was up at two forty in the morning <laughs> watching Minoru Suzuki and John Moxley headbutt each other like like dogs in the fucking street. It was <laughs> dumb. Well, I, I'll say I'll say this on a positive note. A lot of people are with Moxley because he was a big star that moved from one brand to the other. So that brought a lot of attention because he did the thing. The marks. We're all for it because he was a WWE guy that went to AEW. Now, I have to do with him in the ring. He's undervalued. I don't thought he was undervalued. Yeah, I think Mosley is a draw because of his stuff in WWE. 
But solely looking for John Mosley, I don't think that he doesn't. I don't think me. I don't think I go out the way for it. If it's there, then I'll check it out. And yeah. I, I, I mean, honestly, I expect the worst. Hope for the best. John Moxley is the Carmelo Anthony of wrestling. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa Melo's frying right now. You, M- Bubble Melo is a whole different Melo right now. Now, we, we have to, you have to talk about what Melo, because Hoodie Melo was muscle. No, wait, 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 wait. No, no, you take it this. Take, take it for what it is. Baltimore's <laughs> very own Carmelo Anthony is the John Moxley of basketball. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a compliment if you ask me. <laughs> skating by. And, and oh, he well. is, he is a veteran. By all, you know, by all props due to that. He is a veteran. Okay. He's been in there for a minute. Not saying that Moxley isn't that guy that isn't a veteran. Well, what's, well, well see, that's a, I think that's a great analogy. Because However, <laughs> I'm not seeing the, the, like, he's not the face of the team, of the franchise. He's not yeah. somebody... Oh, right if that's now, the case, he he's not even up. Carmelo Anthony. He's uh, Kyrie Irving, if we're going to do that. I don't know about that. Now, Kyrie oh, Irving is well, must watch. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is actually technically proficient. Yeah, Kyrie Irving is must watch. Melo gets the job. I, I definitely get the Melo analogy. Like, yeah, he, he, he you respect him because you know he's done the work. But like, I respect no the one's, work. No one's, no one's actually no going one. out looking for Melo right now. Nobody's franchise tagging uh, Carmelo Anthony. And, and to be honest... Uh, Damien, Mr. New York, your mm-hmm. Knicks didn't care about Carmelo. So, okay, well, to, to be fair, the Knicks are a different problem. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, the Knicks are a completely different soap yeah. opera. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a different, that's a different thing. The Knicks so, TNA, basically. <laughs> so, so, so here's a little bit of this. I want to, I just want to get because I know we're coming up on our time. Here's a little bit of the discrepancy I see in the top 25. Alistair Black at 23. Alistair Black and Ricochet had the same trajectory. From NXT to uh, to the main roster before they were three brands, whatever it may be, and Ricochet got the ultimate push. They just rocket shipped him. How in the world is Aleister Black over him here? When Ricochet was just How is always Aleister Black on this in the top twenty-five. Well, yeah, for sure. But like, was well, because of Ricochet's plummet after the Brock Lesnar loss. Where, nobody cared where, anymore. Where's Ricochet been at? I mean, Aleister Black been at? Selling an eye injury apparently at this oh, past right. Monday. Yeah, well, see, there you go. Um, I I just don't see that. Now, I, I do agree with the Bandito, um, Bandito, um, uh, point of being in the twenty-five. But I'm not gonna sit here and be biased. But I'm very surprised that there's not one, not not even one person from Impact on the top twenty-five at all. So you mean to not tell me knockout. not nobody? How is that possible that there's not one major person, not even their champion? I mean, Sammy Callahan had an amazing year. And if you're not going to, if you're going to put, ta- where where the hell is Sammy Callahan on that list? Because, well, I mean, because- unfortunately, we have to buy the magazine to find out. But I, I guess to use another <laughs> uh, basketball analogy, Impact absolutely has every right to be in the league. They are a chartered member. Okay, fine. You got just just before you go any further, Roosh is up here in his top twenty-five. True. Do they take his Mexico work into but, consideration? But they, but they obviously well. are taking into consideration what he did in in Mexico. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, and, I mean, but then, but then to be fair, Pentagon Junior is not in in the top twenty-five, but Roosh is. So there is that. You know, Pentagon or Phoenix, pick one. I would take Phoenix over Pentagon, but both of them are better. Or both of them are have a more impactful year than Roosh. And, and, and nothing against Jacob for two, but 
MLW here. That's all top, they, he's all they got. Their top talent over somebody in Impact. Well, well, see, the thing is, is that this is where the popularity comes into it and into play. They, I think their scale is, you know, a good match may be worth 10 points out of 100. Um, a technical, technically sound match that was well bit, built, placed, and finished with, with limited botches is maybe, you know, 15 points. So now you're at 25. 75 points is how Twitter reacted to it. <laughs> I just I just don't think that I just don't see how Tessa Tessa or Sammy Callahan is not within this conversation here. Because I mean they not all heat is, is good heat. Because you could argue I, I mean, because I, honestly, if, if if Tessa had gone a different way, I, he definitely I, damn well should be in the top twenty five. Was that the, again it didn't doesn't hurt anything for Sammy Callahan here. I mean he had to carry that as much as she did. That she part did, of that, but she got the rub. That's why that's why Callahan's not that far in, on the list. Man, that's that's blasphemy to me. I mean, I know it's all about who wins, but like, yeah, a program takes two people, and some of the sometimes the better worker don't win the match. No, I but mean, see, here's, but here's the thing, though. We, you, and I understand that Batman is only as good as he is for his villains. Damien's wearing a Venom hat, so he obviously understands that you need a villain to go against a a the hero. Yes. But there's a reason why we're buying Batman games instead of Mr. Freeze games. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I was buying Mr. Freeze game. <laughs> I think oh, I was no, playing no, no. Uh, So uh, this, Suicide this Squad is... is coming out soon. So, but oh, yeah, no, you're you're right. But but I don't know. This 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 top twenty five is like. But uh, and and to be fair, that's why Moxie's number one. Not, <laughs> I mean, I guarantee that he's not number one because he had a uh, if that matters, but he had a, a nineteen star match. I can't think of one. And I'm looking for if you if you honestly got think that Moxley had a five star match, and it's not him versus Suzuki because that shit was trash. At John Crab on the Twitter, let me know. I'm down to watch <laughs> it. I dare you. I double dog dare you. But that's what it is. It's a popularity contest, and whatever gets the most hits, the most sweets. Because honestly, PWI is trying to sell a magazine too, and if they were to put the best technical wrestler. Uh, you know, out there or whoever that may be, and that's a different conversation. Would that sell as many magazines putting John Moxley on the cover? Mm. As much as I love Gresham, he's not, you know, going to be number one. But I think he's the best wrestler on the planet. But uh, that, but but again, what sells magazines? John Moxley does. That's why he's number one. So uh, you know, so that's what that is. You know, it is a list. I, I kind of want to see where other people fall on the list. Why Cali Ray is in the top 200 is fucking baffling, but uh, we'll have to table this for a different discussion, and let's move on to the news very quickly, as it's uh, past my bedtime right now. So, first off, um, I saw a clip of the crowd at AEW, and as we were talking about Thunderdome, uh, having the crowd sing Jericho's theme, Judas, live and in person for the first time in six months. Honestly, if you once you hear it, you kind of get it. And that's probably going to be the thing that WWE Thunderdome, that, that's going to be the thing that, that tables Thunderdome. I don't see it lasting for the foreseeable future. I think they're going to run it for a couple months, and then they're desperate to get fans back into the building. Um, uh, it's just that, that live experience is... You just can't replace that, especially in the wrestling business. Um, Sonya Deville 
She's had a hell of a week, had a hell of a month. Um, and we all know about the story of the guy who broke into her house with intent to do harm. Um, what she's, uh, and, and luckily she was able to escape. We also know that Jim Cornette is an asshole. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter what he said, but the bottom line is, is that Cornette's a prick. And if you like him, then you're a prick too. Um, <laughs> well said. <laughs> but but the, but the long and short of it is with Sonya Deville is that um, she's trying to get her case uh, sealed because the incident reveals her home address. Uh, so if you're in you know Hillsborough County, um, please don't look that up. You do not need to know where she lives. Um, and other people have. And she's been getting messages and threats and stuff like that um, against her and her ex-girlfriend, Ariana Johnson, who are considered, quote, both victim or witnesses at risk of harm in the case. Um, so people have been threatening both of them. Um, good, for, one, good for them, for or WWE, for getting them off TV to get their life together, whatever therapy, whatever they need to do yeah. immediately. Good for them getting this done. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not just the, the work that she has to do. It's the court cases, the subsequent court cases. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. facing her uh, attacker um, in court. You know, that's, that's you know, she doesn't need to be on TV to, to have to work through that shit. And also for that to be used as an angle is is beyond despicable. And yeah. WWE kind of broached that last time she was there. So, um, you know, good for her. Have her take all the time she needs to get off. But also leave her the fuck alone. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. Uh, you know, be a fan. Don't go to Rouse. Uh, Stephanie McMahon invented uh, women's wrestling back in 2004, and you're welcome. <laughs> she also, uh, she is the chief brand officer, and she issued a statement uh, earlier this week. She said, last week we deb- debuted the Thunderdome to the world as we took the residency at the Amway Center in Orlando in a state-of-the-art set with lasers, drone cameras, Pyrotechnics, smoke, virtual reality, and most importantly, 1,000 plus virtual fans in attendance at any given time via preparatory technology from the famous group. Spectacle and energy have returned to WWE, and it feels great to watch. That's debatable. But she also goes on to say that we are very excited to share this most recent evolution in our Amory product with you and offer new and exciting ways to engage with you and our global fan base. Have a great day, Steph. So good. I mean, you know, I, I'm glad that Thunderdome worked as well as it did. I don't think the spectacle and energy has returned. And it will be interesting to see uh, as AEW moves to live fans. And in the clip that I saw of Jericho singing, the fans singing Jericho's uh, theme, they definitely made it a point to show all the fans with all the masks on. So it'll be interesting to see how quickly WWE follows suit. Or if they continues with uh, Zoom in your house. Speaking of WWE, they are opening up a second shop online. Uh, this one is WWELegendsShop.com, and it puts the focus on their legend. So if you want that replica belt, or if you want to go as a racist for Halloween and you need some Hulk Hogan gear, um, you can definitely get that from WWELegendsShop.com. Uh you want to go as your favorite murderer? I'm sure there's a Jimmy Superfly Snooker bandana for you at WWELegendShop.com. Um, you know, any, so, any, any Chris Benoit at this rate? I mean, he was just on the in the Thunderdome. He was just on I, Raw. I, I mean, first of all, calm down. Uh, you, you out. 
but <laughs> but yeah, uh, legendshop.com. And I think good for them. Uh, you know, I, I don't really don't like any of the current merch because I really don't like any of the current characters. But if they brought back uh, an ECW shirt or a Goldberg shirt or something, a Bash at the Beach shirt, uh, you know, at least I know oh, where I can find it. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. 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 Um, putting in that 100% cotton because God knows those shirts back in the day. <laughs> you sleep in them, y'all, your skin gonna be off in the morning. All cardboard. <laughs> yeah. No more Gildan yeah. shirts, please. No more yeah. Gildan. Nah, 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 yeah. Nah, we won't need that. That, that iron one ain't working. <laughs> so back in August of 2015, Armando Alejandro Montalvo uh, was shot outside of the WWE Performance Center. He was denied bail for trespassing. But uh, he was also denied bail earlier this month when he was arrested for trespassing back in June. Don't be that guy. We all love wrestling. We all love you know the WWE and, and AEW. Calm the fuck down. I mean, seriously, this, this is this is insane. He uh, was arrested again on June twenty second uh, oh, after his event uh, after his trespassing again at the performance center. Um, because he did it again, he is in uh, in custody now, and he has a pre-trial hearing on November 18th. Trial set to go um, on uh, November 30th. Uh, his bond was denied because he can't keep his shit to himself. Don't be that guy. Shaq, wants to fight Cody Rhodes. Apparently Shaq shined a, 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 an extension on his contract with Warner Media Group and they asked him a bunch of things about Shaq, um, and of course, could Shaq be coming to AEW? He says in a quote, Turner Sports is family to me, even you, Chuck, and I'm looking forward to working alongside my talented colleagues as we can make more Shaq-tastic moments for years to come. I mean, Shaq, this is right on par for him. It, it's on brand. It absolutely, it absolutely is on brand. Um, but as far as Cody, he says, um, yeah. I would love to face Cody in the ring. So you can tell him, print it, call him, tweet him. I want Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I really, if that does happen, because Shaq is a lot older now, you know, than when he was at like WrestleMania, you know, that 10 years ago, whenever it was. Um, I really hope he looks better than Mike Tyson in the, in the ring. But, <laughs> but old man Shaq is not it. It, it really, it really ain't it. Um, and last but not least, uh, Keith Lee. Friend of the show. Mm. Love Keith Lee. Talented as all hell wrestling. Yes. Is he another victim of the NXT to WWE curse? He comes no. out. <laughs> no. Only for the outfit and the music, not who he's wrestling, though. Well, isn't that part of the problem? I mean, because well, people aren't seeing NXT Keith Lee. They're seeing well, main roster Keith Lee. Yeah, and that's that's right. I, my thing is this. All of our eyebrows are hunched up high right now. All of us are like, okay, who is this alias of a shell of a Keith Lee that's in it right now? And Keith Lee has come to Twitter and said, don't you all worry. I got this. I'm handling this, which I appreciate. Which means he, he's aware, we're aware, whatever it may be. It could be gear malfunction. It, you know, the music stuff that we're hearing, there's some contract issues, whatever it may be. That's out of his hands. Here's my thing. Here's what I know. Keith Lee, outside of being a wrestler, if you've seen him on a Netflix show, you know the guy can sing. The guy on the indies made his own 
uh, theme music. He is a musician. He definitely can piece together something original if he wanted. I'm not sure if that's an issue as far as contract-wise, but if he own it, it shouldn't be. But I would imagine that, hey, this is what we're going to do for this night. We'll revisit it. We got a week to come. I mean, he got moved up immediately, you know. And who knows when he gets the announcement. I mean, based on what we see in videos, most people that get the announcement of coming up, it happens immediately after their match. You know, after their match, you say, hey, we're letting you guys know you're moving up. So whatever it may be. This is definitely cringy to us as viewers because we all, you know, have who've seen Keith Lee since day one have saying like, you know, this is where we always wanted him to be. And if and and if he got to this point and when he got to this point, shall I say, you know, we hope he doesn't just fall victim like many others before him have, you know. So this is a glimpse of like, a oh, no, we're swirling back down that path of. He's just another guy on there. Or wait a minute. He's just happy to be here type of character. And wow. with so much momentum and success he had in NXT and even his, his appearances on the main roster, we're yep. hoping that they're not repackaging him into some other form and shell of a Keith Lee. And this first night on Raw was definitely like a... And sure, he's wrestling Randy Orton. That's cool. Randy Orton's the top guy. But it's just more to that. <laughs> because like we just said in the PWI 500... He faces Orton and he loses, then it doesn't even matter. You know, you, it's it's not even about that. It's not about the program between two people. It's the popularity and mostly of the person who won. So you can do all the work you want in the ring, but it's not going to matter if it doesn't amount to anything. His gear changing, his music being gone. You know, if he's not being booked right, then it's, I hate to say it, but it's trouble in paradise. Yeah, we've, we've seen this happen too many times before. And, and unfortunately, uh, history seems to be repeating itself. It's not that Keith Lee isn't talented. It's not like any everybody isn't talented. Uh, yeah, but the yeah. bottom line is, is that the Keith Lee that we were sold on in NXT that got him the hype and the praise and the accolades that will bring him to the main roster yeah. isn't the Keith Lee that showed up on Monday night. And yeah. part of that becomes the first instant, point zero zero one tenth of a thousandth of a second is, and then music hits, and you go... What? <laughs> and then Keith Lee comes out in, in his you know jacket and then he takes off his jacket to reveal another jacket and you go what? so uh, you know a lot of these things really ain't it and unfortunately because the main roster doesn't pay attention to NXT he didn't really make the splash that he should have that Kevin Owens made but then again what did they change about Kevin Owens appearance from NXT it's almost a one-to-one transfer. Keith Lee definitely got the McMahon or rub in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, wish him all the best of luck. I, he definitely I'm, I'm sorry. Keith Lee got that. Uh, Keith Lee, please report to the principal's office and end up leaving with a whole new sweater or whatever because of whatever his attire like was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Right. The, okay, I'll admit. They had my man looking. He stole Johnny Gargano's sweater vest shirt then wearing Samoa Joe's boxer pants the music generic as hell when you get past the bask in his glory what really tripped me up and I I had to ask this question early in the week because I've been a little out of the loop on, on NXT did he always sound like a televangelist yeah yes that, that cadence yes that, that slow cadence for yes. everything like it's sing-songy okay Keith Lee has always talked like that. Like mm-hmm. this. Okay. And no matter what you do, wherever you are, you will bask in his glory. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I like yeah, it. No. It's, it's his character and it goes with him. So yeah, it's always been that. But again, you know, you gotta know to know. So how long before they make him an R and B singer named Keith Sweat? <laughs> Goodbye, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> so um what's the face is out here? Um uh Kingston, Eddie Kingston's out with a Black Lives Matter shirt right now. Yes, sir. So anyway, yeah, we're on our time. We need to be wrapping up. Yeah, we gotta go. So uh, because we got to go, uh, we'll do it again next week. You know, same time, same channel. Watch the space. Uh, it's the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. And we hope you have a good one. Uh, stay safe out there. Uh, you know, don't forget to register to vote. Please don't forget to register to vote early uh, if you want to do that in your locality. But for Damien and Two Chains, we'll do it again and we'll do it better next week. Because if it's Thursday, it's Meet the Press or the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. Uh, see you guys next week.